Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, season two, episode three. I am your host, David Young. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Super excited about this podcast, as always. Um, today we have on this episode uh, Mr. Dustin Hunt, and a little bit of a different perspective than uh, our other episodes. Uh, we try to get a good variety of people on here. So our first episode was a high school student who was really crushing it in drones uh, as a part-time gig, making really good money. Uh, we've had other people on here, so Dustin actually is utilizing drones in the home inspection field. So he is a home inspector who uses drones. But what I love about Dustin is that he wasn't just a home inspector who decided to use drones. Uh, He saw how drones were really uh, changing the industry and how they had such awesome capabilities. He decided to become a home inspector specifically because of drones and and to be one that specialized in using drones to inspect homes. So really cool to hear uh, his perspective and how he's been successful doing that. I think he brings a lot of great lessons for us today on um, having a vision um, and just really sticking to it and believing in it until you accomplish it. I think one of the biggest things that people do is they just, um, they give up too fast or they get discouraged and they quit. But um, yeah, just Dustin had some really good stuff to say about that uh, and a lot of great stuff to say about uh, relationship building too and, and putting yourself out there and how to get clients and how to build relationships to where you can have a thriving business um, no matter what. So uh, really appreciated talking to him and and loved this episode. So uh, I don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, Here is Dustin Hunt. Before we dive in, just wanted to give you a few quick announcements. Again, like I've said in previous episodes, if you are enjoying the podcast and you're like, man, this is great stuff. I really enjoy these. I want to show some love. Uh, I would love to hook you up with a free Drone Launch Academy t-shirt. I just ask that you go show that love on the reviews. So you can go to iTunes reviews. That's where we get most of our reviews. Um, But if you want to leave it really on any platform, you can. Uh, But if you go to Apple Podcasts and you go to the review section, leave us a review. Uh, Be honest about it. You know, we're not trying to bribe you to lie or anything. Um, But just say what you really feel about the the podcast. Um, Let us know if you love it. Give us five stars. Let people know why. Uh, Those are super helpful for us. And um, we'd love to reward you with a, uh, with a free shirt to say thank you for taking the time to go do that. So leave a review, get a free t-shirt. We're happy to do it. Yeah, and if you do that, sorry, email me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com. Uh, one of my, my uh, people on my team, Nicole, uh, she, she's in my email. She goes through my emails because I'm terrible about it. So she'll see your email, and uh, she'll make sure you get a free shirt. So you can email me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com, and say, hey, Nicole, please give me a free shirt. Here is my review. Um, all right, and one other thing before we dive in. Uh, in this podcast episode, you'll hear a lot about using a drone to look at the roof and, and things like that. Just a quick shout about one of our courses that we have right now, Aerial Roof Inspection Pro. Shows shows you how to do roof surveys, how to inspect roofs with a drone. So if that is something that you are interested in learning how to do, uh, we have a course that teaches you all about that. Normally it's $500 
but we had, I think, $150 off for podcast listeners. Uh, so if you go to the link in the notes to this show, uh, you should see uh, a spot where you can see all of our courses and the podcast discounts, and you can jump in that course there. I uh, just want to get that out of the way. All right, now that you've got that, the reviews, the shirts, the course, a little intro, let's get to it. Here is Dustin Hunt with Full Scope Inspections. Okay, everybody, today on the Drone to 1K podcast, we have Dustin Hunt. Thanks for having, uh, having. I guess you're not having us on the podcast. Let's try that again. We're having you on the podcast. Hold on. Uh, today on the podcast, we are uh, joined by Justin Hunt. Thanks for uh, jumping on, Dustin. Hey, no worries. Yeah, glad I could join. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so you and, I have, you and I have chatted a little bit before in the past, uh, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you use drones for, all that stuff. Yeah, um, my company is uh, Full Scope Inspections. We're a home home inspection company. Uh, works here in Citrus, Florida, and uh, surrounding counties. Um, we specialize in unwalkable roofs, so metal, tile, slate, um, anything that you know shouldn't be walked on or is a danger to be walked on. Uh, too steep or too elevated. So, you know, we specialize in that due to the fact that we're FAA certified drone pilots. So, awesome. um, you know, I, uh, I enjoy it. Awesome. Helps out a lot too. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit, you know, rewind for us. When did you first start getting into drones and when did you fly your first drone and all that stuff? Well, it actually um, is kind of backwards because I thought about uh, using a drone before I actually was building the business. So I've only been in business for, um, almost, almost two years with all the training and classes. And I've been doing inspections for probably about a year and a half now. Um, but I, at that time I I noticed that, Hey, you know, people aren't using drones to do the inspections. And, you know, I, I enjoy, I came from, uh, you know, residential construction background of some sort and uh, thought, hey, you, you know, there's a there's a big market there where, you know, you can specialize in the whole drone and the use of drone. And um, so I, you know, I, I, I actually seen that before I seen the home inspection company. I was kind of putting them both together and and I just it just that's how, you know, I just was like, hey, man, I can come up. With, I can fly a drone and. It can be a great thing that to build the business around and home inspection and nobody's doing it. That's kind of how it all developed. That's awesome. So that's really cool that you kind of started with the drones and kind of used home inspections to say, Oh cool. I can actually use home inspections to kind of be able to use my drone in like a commercial environment. So that's, that's really neat. Cause a lot of times you see it the other way around where people are like, Oh, you know, I had a business and then I thought maybe drones could help. So I yeah. tacked them onto what I was already doing. Yeah. So, no, I actually, I actually just, I was thinking about home inspection, but when I was thinking about it, I was like, wait a minute, home inspection and drone, uh, there's just nothing there. And I'm like, there's a lot of tile roofs here in Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, I just don't, you know, they're not, they're either not being properly inspected or somebody has to physically walk on them, which, you know, can do damage and, and so I just was like, Hey, just put it all together. And, and it just all made sense to me. That's awesome. So for things like tile roofs, if you're inspecting a tile roof for a home inspection, are you, re- is there any like requirement that you have to walk on the roof or it just has to be looked at? 
yeah, it's not a requirement that any roof has to be walked on. Um, and, you know, if you're paying for a home inspection, the roof is a, a key component. So a lot yeah. of the inspectors, you know, they'll take a ladder around the edges and kind of look at it and, um, around the, the perimeter. Uh, and they, they, don't, they don't walk on them, um, and, you know, but they're not getting that full on view. And, you know, I fly the drone around there and I can see chips and nicks and damage to tiles and I can find defects. It's just at this point, now that I've been doing it, I don't know how anybody does it that's actually worth worth anything. Like that somebody's actually looking into it all the ways they should be looking into it. Exactly. I, I don't know how the other inspectors can do that without a drone. I don't. Mm. So Yeah. Um, so there, there are, it sounds like they're kind of just walking around, going around the edge with the ladder and being like, Oh, this roof's 10 years old. It's got estimated X number of years of life left. And then yeah. they're not, they might be missing something big. Maybe yeah. if there's like the ridge caps broken or something. Like that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it ha I see it. And that's, that's the cool part now is when I find those things, you know, flying the, the drone, it's kind of, re, that's the reward now because that's what I'm there to do is find them defects and deficiencies. And when I do find something on the ridge or, or something, you know, that's because I think to myself, I don't know if another inspector would be, would find that. And, you know, a lot of my, my reviews and the people that I get the feedback from, they feel the same way, you know, and that's why they're actually calling because, hey, the, my roof's tile, you know, I need it inspected. I want it inspected. And and I see your reviews and I see the equipment that you use. And uh, I love that technology and I think it can help in the, this transaction. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out well. Really cool. So, so drones has kind of been like a big differentiator for you then in the home inspection business, it sounds like being able to kind of, because I feel like home inspections is, it can, it can probably feel like somewhat of a commoditized area where it's like everybody's kind of licensed and people who are buying a home might just be like, Oh, it just, they just need to check that box that we got it inspected. Um, but if someone actually wants some extra negotiating points or things like that, it kind of pays to have you there, especially like you said, on those unwalkable roofs. Um, so oh, have you yeah. seen that? Uh, so you're saying that's something that that has gotten you more, more business, you think, because you use the drones? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, people, I get quite a few calls that call just based on, hey, you, I like the drone, want the drone used. Do you charge extra for the drone? Mm. Um, you know, and 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 it's, you know, it's just a service that helps me and I don't charge more. You know, it's all part of the standard home inspection. Now, I don't fly it on every inspection, um, mm. you know. It may, I may not fly it for, for a whole month where I don't have one of them roofs that really need me to, to use it. Um, it is a, a, I mean, it does help out in other ways. It helps out when I'm doing different inspections. I have to take different pictures and get them from different areas and things may be blocking my view. And it's, it's quick and easy to, to get that out and, and kind of be able to snap the right picture at the right angle or, you know, and I, I mean, all in all, the drone, when I do use it, it just benefits everybody so much more because I actually do um, aerial uh, shot where I can get the whole roof print, the whole layout of the roof. Um, and that's a cool picture to have in your report so they can kind of see that. 
Um, I'm able to get it from the front and kind of elevate it and nice picture, you know, just just the presentation it presents also really looks really cool. I always use it when I'm on water or near water. Um, this way I can get those shots that, you know, have the water behind it or, you know, I'm I'm kind of selling my services uh, yeah. in the report also the way I put it together and the presentation itself. Nice. Uh, so, That's awesome. Yeah. So, so with the home inspection business, I know it's kind of, you know, we normally ask people, you know, how much money have you been able to make with your drone? But I guess yours is kind of tied into the home inspections piece. But that's, I mean, that's common. Other people who use drones, they maybe have like video production companies where they're, they're primarily doing drone stuff, but they do some ground stuff. So there's always going to be, there's people where it's not 100%, oh, I'm making my money 100% with the drones. Sometimes the drone is just a piece of that um, or an add-on or something like that. But for you, I guess, you know, since the drone is kind of integrated, oops, integrated into your home inspection um, services with with the homes that you do use a drone on like what would you approximate that has brought you like revenue wise uh, like on like maybe like a good month and then like slow months well what I also do though is I do do some some imaging for the local realtors okay um, they call me directly it's not a big part that I do Mm -hmm. Um, because what I found out is there's a lot of people and a lot of different realtors out there that fly drones that may yeah. not be licensed. They're sure. doing it. And, you know, they save the 75 bucks or whatever it is for me to go out there and shoot 10 to 12 photos. That's what I charge 75 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I do get it every once in a while. I actually, I do a lot with promotional through that. So, okay. um, I had a, <clears throat> basically like a tailgate party for the Realtors Association. And as a raffle, I did 10 to 12 drone shots, $75 value as my gift basket type deal so that they cool. put a card in there. And, you know, if they get a property on the water that, and, you know, I'm no professional photographer, uh, but, you know, the pictures turn out well and they turn out clean and they look good and it could help, you know, could help potentially, you know, make or break a deal. Uh, I believe that, you know, good camera shots and help selling the picture, selling oh, yeah. the property through the pictures can help. Um, so I kind of do it that way. Uh, but, you know, as far as each job, like I said, it, it really varies just because every job is pretty much a standard inspection and it's rather whether or not, I deem that I need to get it out on that property and fly it and, and, and use it. Um, you know, once well, you what fly it? it a lot, you start to get into that, that kind of lazy habit of just flying the drone. So what I was doing was I was getting it out and, you know, I like to walk the road. Now, mm -hmm. you know, when you start flying a drone, you think, well, okay, I flew the roof, you know, ladders in it. Well, you can't do that. You have to walk the roof also. If you're capable of walking it, I feel like I have to walk it. Sure. Uh, but when I was flying the drone, you know, there's times where I just get it out and kind of, you know, fly it all around, look at all the flashing, look at everything. And, you know, and, and not saying that it wasn't a thorough inspection, but, you know, it, it did keep me from getting up on the roof and thoroughly inspecting it. So for the most part, the drone really comes out when, um, you know, it's, it's something that's unwalkable, uh, or something of that nature that I just don't feel comfortable getting up there or shouldn't yeah. walk on. 
Well, what is a kind of a standard inspection cost, or what do you what do you standard charge for? Standard inspection, I mean, roughly runs anywhere from three to four hundred dollars. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, it's 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 typically based on square footage of the property, um, age of the home kind of plays in, but it's normally roughly right around the square footage of the home. Um, but it usually runs anywhere from three to four hundred dollars uh, per inspection. And I normally do anywhere from four to eight inspections a week, uh, just depending on how busy and how, you know, um, I'm still, I basically owner operator, mm-hmm. secretary type deal and doing everything. I, I do, I do it all. I, you know, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, that's, I'm building a business that's going to be here long term, and I, and the first couple of years are definitely crucial in that. Um, and I'm getting some really good feedback, some really good reviews out there. Some people talk really highly of you know the, the inspection and the process and and everything I bring to the table in this industry. So great, uh, pretty excited. One thing we encounter that I want to ask you about is, is people who are maybe just starting out or they. Uh, they're trying to ramp up, and I feel like that that very beginning part, those first several months when you, you're starting from scratch, nobody knows who you are, you have no clients, you're kind of starting from the very bottom of the hill. Um, talk us maybe through that when you first started your inspection business. How did you get your first client? How did you start building that business and those cl- and you know the people who were coming back to you? Well, um, I. I just had a vision that was, it's a little different than most people, but I could see everything before I ever put it into place. And I think you have to do that. And I know that in this business, the only way it would fail was if I let it fail. There was nobody else. This, this business, I have to, I have to sell my job with ever, without ever meeting a person. They've never met me. They've never, you know, so they're making one of their biggest decisions of their life based on how I speak, how I communicate on the phone. That all has to come into play on, you know, everything. And when I first, I just felt that when I first was starting that there is enough opportunities out there with the way everything's set up today with social media, with podcast with being there's so many different things there's so many different outlets that if you put yourself in the right places then you know the only person that's going to allow you to fail is yourself and i knew that there was enough places out there because if you look at home inspectors there's a lot there's a lot but it's i mean it's funny that you asked that question but the first one i pulled up was a local home inspector and his whole setup was very, very blah. And immediately I jumped all over it and I said, this is, this is who I'm competing against. And I built everything around, around that, that, that image of what I seen through him. And he don't know that, but you know, that's, that's, and I knew that, like I said, there's enough resources with social media, Facebook, all them outlets. I mean, Google, I do a lot with Google. I don't do Google ad paid. I don't pay a lot for it, but I try to generate to where I am one of the first ones that they see. And then they see the reviews that I constantly am working on 
that they're they're providing for me from the service that I provide. And so when you say Google, are you talking about like the the where it's listing kind of like local service providers? Like so, if I search, you know, home inspector, and you yeah. know, and then your area, it come you're saying it'll come up, you know, where it shows right. the businesses on the side. Yeah, drive your drive to the top. Correct. How you get it to the driven to the top is by reviews, and you know I do do a little bit of paid ads through them, uh, but it's well worth it because you know they're I'm the first one that they're seeing, and mm -hmm. uh, my reviews. Like I said, I have a, a plan intimate that where when I'm done with the report three days later, there's stuff that's being sent out that says, hey, you know if the services we provided were excellent, can you please help us out and leave a review and nice. uh, and these people are doing it and the reviews great. are unbelievable and they're great and it's just giving great feedback and it's allowing everybody else to see the same thing and it's yeah it's, is that a uh, is that an automated thing that you have set up to ask for the review or is it something yeah, that you, per, you personally once, do no once i send the report all i have to do i have a a list of different things. So they'll follow up with the customer one day later saying, Hey, thanks for the home inspection, blah, blah, blah. You know, here's some friendly tips, this and that three days later, it'll come back and say, Hey, and you know, if you liked our, you know, would you please help us out and do a review? Well, then two months later, it'll automatically generate an email again too. Hey, you ever have a customer that needs a home inspection? You know, so it's a pretty cool thing that it's set up through the program that I use. Um, what now, program is it? Is that through the like the home inspection report software? Yeah, that's oh, the okay. report writing. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the name of that software? It's called HomeGage, okay. and it's cool. uh, yeah. I I I pay for it, but I I pay for the. It's just one of those things that you know. Once you use it, and you learn oh, it. Sure. You, it just is. It just helps out tremendously. Yeah. And, and I believe that again is my reports, the way they're produced and uh, turn out uh, has a lot to do with the reviews that I get back because, you know, it is very professional. It's very clean, very understandable. They can, you know, it, it, HomeGage does a great job of bringing all that stuff together to put it in a, a very, uh, it's like just a good presentation. Can, yeah. Great presentation. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. So, you kind of going back to what you said about your kind of strategy for when you're starting out, you kind of looked out, you're kind of scoping out your local competition, saw that the bar wasn't very high in terms of marketing and public perception of their company. And you kind of, so it sounds like you kind of use that guy as a benchmark for like, okay, as long as I can make my stuff look better than, than this guy, I'm going to have a leg up on everybody else. Was that your, your thought? Yeah. Yeah. And I did it all myself. So I did from logo to, um, I built my website myself, um, which I didn't know I could build a website, but GoDaddy made it pretty smooth and I gotten great reviews back from, um, you know, from people that's visited the website and loved the website. And, um, you know, I just, I knew that that was important to save all in those areas, you know, as much yeah. as I could. Well, especially first when you're first starting out, it's not like you you're having a ton of cash to, to dump into yeah. something. You kind of have to figure it out and learn it and yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, with your first customer, did it come just through networking, or did someone just happen to stumble across your stuff, uh, like you know, on the internet at the very beginning, or how did you get that first client? 
Yep, it was um, my first client. They called me from actually from Google. Um, from, did, were you doing a paid ad, or was that just? No, that was just a natch. Just a, I just had full. I I had full scope to where you could, if you put in full scope or you put in a home inspector in this area, it would pop up, and there was a list of them. And again, I wasn't driven to the top yet, but the top wasn't much anyways um, mm -hmm. I mean the guy had been a home inspector one of them for quite some years and only had like four reviews and so there wasn't a real premium at the top mm. um, and that gentleman had called me and I did the first one and once I got that check and did the first one um, you know from there I started meeting with the different realtors and the realtors association. I also joined a networking group that's here locally. Um, and the networking group has been unbelievable because not only for me, for business wise, I have the people that um, in the fields that I need them to be in that I can call on that I can trust or I can refer to. Uh, when mm -hmm. problems or defects or deficiencies are found, uh, problems with roofs, you know, you don't want mm -hmm. just any roofer to come. Um, in the networking group, we have a highly recommended roofer, uh, electrician, plumber, uh, you know, so Affiliated Pros of Citrus County has, they've been a, a great group also that, like I said, networking group that just, there's a realtor in there. So I do stuff hand in hand with them. Uh, with him and and it's, it's helped tr tremendously also but I've really just hit the road just ground running and like I said the more realtors them people you can pay for all that other stuff but it come it all boils down to you building a relationship with the realtors and the you know the clients will follow once you no realtor will recommend just one inspector because that's not that's against the ethics because that looks like you have a couple. conflict of interest but if you can be on a realtor's top three list where they recommend you know one of the three or the uh the branch will have your information which a lot of them have my information in there and if they say hey what about a homeless they say, you know go up there there's quite a few of different things that you may need up there. And um, so it's getting to know all those people and, and outreaching in those areas to uh, get your name out there. Awesome. So it sounds like it started, it's almost a little bit reverse of what I hear a lot of people say. A lot of people, they kind of start with just trying to go out there and talk to people. And then eventually they get around to getting their online and inbound marketing stuff together. But it sounds like you kind of focused on the inbound marketing pieces first and almost found your first client that way. And then kind of once you got that first client, you started working on building local relationships and people referring you business and things like that, which is, which is pretty interesting. Well, when I started, I, I had, um, I was still going through taking the training, all the courses and classes, mm -hmm. and then you have to take a state exam. And I was working still for the County at that time. Okay. So when I was working for the County and studying and getting ready to take the test, I was also building all this beforehand. Mm. I had, before I did anything, I'd already had, I had it all. I had it all. 
before I even passed the state exam, I had everything in place. Because I knew, then again, that was it. The only person that was going to fail was myself. And uh, in the state exam, it's not, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty elaborate. I mean, it's, it, it, and so, but I had everything built beforehand. So it was literally riding on taking it. And when I took the test and I did, you know, everything was already built. So it was literally, I was rolling right off the press. Here we go. Here's all my marketing stuff. Here's my website's already live. Um, I'm already, I, I'm here we go. That's so, it, so you everything. Yeah. Boom. Ready to go. Day one. Let's get moving. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. A button. And I knew that from doing the research, how many I had to do, how many I should expect to do, how many I needed to survive, you know, through, a, mm -hmm. you know, each week, each month. Um, and I, I could foresee all those numbers and I could foresee how, like I said, having all this in place and my wife was ready to kill me. I mean, <laughs> I quit my job. I still haven't paced, passed the state exam, but the last month I wanted to just cram everything in and completely nail everything down before I went to take the exam. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. And I, and she's like, you haven't even passed the state exam yet. You know, you don't even, and I, I said, it's just, this is what's going to happen. And it's going to, that's how it's going to happen. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, and here we are today. So that's, that's awesome. Well, Hey, I do. I love your vision and your, and your work ethic. You know, you, I like how you, you know, Hey, if, if I commit to it and set my mind to it and do it, it's going to happen. So yeah. um, I think yeah. that's kind of what, what you need, especially if you're first starting out. Cause I think a lot of people get discouraged, you know, maybe they have one little setback or somebody tells them no, or this or that. And, they get yeah. all down in the dumps and, you know, oh, this, maybe I shouldn't do this. And yeah, yeah. But I like Start how second you guessing yourself. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. And I mean, it, it's just common. That's what you do. You do. I mean, nobody wants to fail, but if you don't fail, then how do you, you know, and I, I just wasn't going to accept failing. I mean, if I didn't pass the exam, I was going to take it again. But you have to wait some time. You have to do all the whole thing. I would have survived. I, we would have been fine. I would have made it. I would have. I would have passed it the second. But you know, I. That's just. That's. And she didn't understand. You know, she's. She's more the conservative and the the. You know, okay. Well, I'm not worried about then. I'm. I'm talking about right now. And I'm more like. Yeah. This is the, what's going. This is how we foresee it. This is the future and. And it's pretty crazy. It really, to this day, I know it's just pretty awesome. I mean, I, I still get pretty excited just thinking about how I did it and where I've came. And it's, it's a great feeling because like I said, I, it, it's a weird, weird way. I, I just had this whole thing. I, I, they say, write it down and see it. And that's what I did. And I, I could see it all the way through. That's awesome, man. So what did you, that. so what, what were you doing before? So what job were you doing? Uh, you said you were working for the county before? Yeah. So I were, I, I, I moved from Ohio down here about seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So when I came down here, you know, we wanted to buy a house and get established. So I started working for the county and my wife did also. Um, and she started working for the county. I worked for the county. Everything's going good. You know, it's, it's county job. It, you know, it ain't bad. Um, it's an, I enjoyed it. Uh, 
but like I said, I always knew that it wasn't really what I wanted to do. I like my own time, my own freedom, my own hours, uh, you know, Christmas week off if I wanted off. And, you know, it just, just that's, and, and I've had some smaller, smaller businesses, nothing quite on this scale, but littler, littler things. My family owns a big pallet company up north. So I had a little bit of, you know, sales. I'm not, you know, just, but putting it all together, you know, in the way that I did with this one was a little bit different. Um, and I just, I just, I set a goal. I told the county months in advance. I said, here's the day I'm leaving, August 3rd. I said, and a lot of them, oh, he'll be back. He'll be back and, you know, <laughs> he'll be back. He'll be back in a couple months. He'll be wanting his job back. Uh, you know, that's probably good. That's probably good fuel for the fire though. It'd be like, I'm not, I'm not going back. I'm not coming back. I'm not yeah. coming back. And, uh, but that's, you know, that's, I look back at it now and, and it, even right to that, like I said, August 3rd, that was when I said I, that was going to be my last day. And I had put everything into place leading up to that day to boom. And then right into boom, boom, and boom. And, and, Yep, and that's and here we are. Like I said, here we are today. So that's awesome. Um, what do you? So what do you like most about? And you know, it sounds like you were work, had a kind of government job before, which I used to work for the government or federal government, and it's much different, obviously, than working for yourself. So what's your favorite part of having your own business and working for yourself? What's really, your? Let's see, so what's your? What's your favorite part, and what's the part you like the least? My favorite part is definitely uh, just having that time. My kids are right in them ages where, you know, sports are a big deal. Um, they're right after school, three o'clock type deal. My wife doesn't have a chance to make it to most of them. She's working until five. She tries to make it to, to the one she can. And I, I really enjoy that. Um, just being there for that stuff and helping out. I kind of coach the church league and I have that flexibility. I have that freedom. Uh, the thing I hate the most is that I'm so, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very organized, very has to be done right now. So there's, when I do everything from answering the phones to, so I'll be working on one thing, the phones. So bringing all that together now, now I have to get the pre-inspection agreement, all this stuff done now. Cause I don't put, you know, just. And, and I, I'm, I'm so want somebody to be able to convert, which it's almost time to be able to handle all that. But I'm, I'm just, it's, I'm not, I don't know how to convert it all. You know, like, it's almost like you want like an, an admin person to kind of handle like almost like an office manager type of role. Yeah. And I've have, I, it, I keep going back and forth with it because, you know, if it wasn't me being so right now, I would be fine. If I managed my, like, I'm just, it's like, it's kind of hard to explain, but if I get something, it has to be done now. So if I get a phone call and somebody wants a home inspection and I fill out all the information and I say, okay, you know, I'll get the pre-inspection agreement sent out. It's not sent out tomorrow. It's sent out now. So Instead of having somebody just go and do that, when I can focus on all this other stuff, I take the time and go do that where 
you know, it's taken away from me, from my time, from, um, because it's, it's just something I can't, I can't release. I can't let go. Well, basically, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Well, I feel like it's a hard, I mean, it's kind of a good problem, a bad problem. It's a good problem that you're, you're building the business that you have enough business to where now it's, you know, all the work is becoming a little bit hard to manage. Yeah. Um, so it's always, I feel like it's always that kind of break point that people have where you, you have growth, which is good. And you get to a certain point where you're like, now you feel stressed because you got all these things to do and you could be using your time over here to kind of yeah, that's revenue, exactly. but then you kind of have to exactly. incur some expense in the short term to train somebody and offload that work. And then with the hopes of now you have more time to maybe do more inspections. And that's just, and that's all, that's all exactly at growth next year, this coming year, you know, seeing where I was at at the end of this year and coming into the new year and, and possibly be able to, I'm, you know, I, I, an inspector would be great maybe the following year and stepping somebody in this year that can handle exactly the, uh, but again, you know, even with the phones and answering the phones, I've had people tell me the reason I booked the inspection was because I felt comfortable with you. I feel comfortable when I speak with you, uh, your knowledge, your information. And, you know, when you go turning that over, so when you don't get that client because of something you did or said, and then you're turning that to somebody else. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very, very, it's just a strain. It's like a, yeah. I'm sure it'll work itself out and I'm sure it'll <laughs> all, but it's just, that's kind of the thing that I hate the most right now that I'm kind of transitioning through. It's just, just, yeah. just kind of going forward with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I understand. So kind of the best thing about it, freedom, you control your own time, you pick when to work. Cons are growth pains, you know, having to manage it all. Yeah. You can't complain yeah. too much about, yeah. Exactly. But that's, I mean, but hey, it's, it's a, I feel like it's a normal um, business stage to, to hit at least from different folks I've talked to and just in my own experience. So, um, yeah, but even, Hey, it's, it, even like, even like, you know, that one area, but everywhere else is even, even like with QuickBooks and small bit, you know, I've been since day one, all linked through this stuff that I mean, every to the number is being tracked and collected and nothing out of the business being spent personally. And, you know, so even even as far as management of all that, no, it's just literally just now bringing all that stuff together to keep growth, to keep growing social media, big thing, keeping that stuff posted, keeping it pushed, you know, on a daily basis. Um, you know, I can get very, very behind where I'm doing inspections Last thing I want to do is get on Facebook, make a post, you know, and, but coming into this year, if I expect to just not be where I was at last year, cause that, you know, you're not going to mm -hmm. grow if I'm doing the same things I did last year, which wasn't getting on Facebook every day and doing it. It was here, 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 you know, but so that's all things that I got to bring in together here the first of the year and, kind of just figure out, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I know how that, I know how it goes. It's hard to, you can't do everything, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick what you're going to work on and, um, 
start getting some help, especially when you start getting bigger. So, but Hey, that's, I mean, it's a good thing for people listening. Cause a lot of people that listen to the podcast are at least from the comments we've gotten and people have talked to, we do get some people who are further along in their business, but a lot of these people are either at the idea stage or they're kind of early on. So I think that's good for people to hear that, you know, you're going to grow a lot of first and maybe have to do it all yourself for a little while. But then at a certain point, you're kind of, if you want to do everything, you're going to have to start, you know, bringing on a little bit of help or figure out, Hey, I make the most money with my time when I'm doing this. Maybe it's inspections for you, maybe just relationship yeah. building, yeah. you know, and then maybe something like the bookkeeping or, um, you know, the calls you said are a little bit more, uh, maybe required a little bit more attention. Maybe, you know, maybe you, that's something that you still hang on to, but you know, I'm sure there's pieces that you're doing where your time is probably more valuable elsewhere. And so that's, as you run a business, that's kind of what you have to figure out. You know, yeah. I know people in other types of drone businesses where they're like, Hey, I really like building relationships with clients and I like taking the photos, but it's a lot faster for me if I outsource the editing. Um, so they'll maybe take all the pictures. They'll have someone else edit for fairly cheap and they can turn that around faster and therefore, you know, get more business. Yeah, so yeah. there's little ways you can figure out to like, Hey, I like doing this. I don't like doing this. This is worth the most for my time, you know, and, and you just kind of have to test as you go and figure that stuff out. Yeah. So I think it's cool. You're, you're going yeah. through that. Um, so what's, uh, if someone was starting that we're kind of getting close to the end of our time here, but just real quick, if you, if you were going to give advice to someone who's kind of just starting out from scratch, they wanted to build a drone business, whether they wanted to do maybe inspections or some other type of, uh, business using their drone, I guess what's maybe one of the most important lessons you've learned that you would like pass on to them if, if you could give them a piece of advice. Honestly, it'd probably just be having a vision mm -hmm. and just, you know, just, you know, just having a, having a vision and having a plan of how to, to foresee that vision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, I mean, people say it all the time live in the, the land of the free United States, you know, and, and literally you can do whatever you want to do. You can do it right here. You just have to, you know, put your mind to it, a grown business, put the, get out there, whatever the business may be and market in the right places, mm -hmm. meet the right people. And, and just know that you should just, just not going to accept no for an answer. It's not going to happen. Love it. Well, Dustin, if people want to uh, find out more about you or check you out on social media or get a hold of you, what are like, what's your, uh, you know, what, where can we find out more about you? Like maybe your website or, or social yeah, handles. Definitely. Uh, the website's www.fullscopeinspections.com. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook, Full Scope Inspections. Twitter, same thing, Full Scope Inspections. Um, and like I said, plenty of information out there. Uh, not every inspector is the same. They're all different. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm on a, a level above just with all the information and, and the things that I provide. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Dustin, for joining us. Um, really appreciate it. And I know I got a lot out of talking to you and I love hearing people's stories. So it's great connecting with you and, uh, and catching up. Yeah, I'm glad you had me. All right. Thanks. Take care. Yeah, you too. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dustin. Um, I really loved doing that interview. Um, I do these intros and outros uh, close to when we release the podcast, usually a couple days before, because um, we've recorded all of these episodes. We make sure we get 10 episodes recorded, uh, and then I go in and I do some intros and outros uh, before we release each one. So, um, so yeah, I just, you know, going back through that, 
that uh, episode and listening to that conversation again with Dustin. Um, I learned so much every time I listened to that stuff, and I loved hearing him and his perspective and how he built the business and, and got his clients. Um, everybody brings such a unique story uh, to these these shows and these podcasts, uh, and I just learned so much when going through it and, and love his kind of can-do attitude and just you know, saying, I'm going to make it happen no matter what. And so, and he's been able to do that. So I think that's great. And I think there's so much we can learn from that. So if you want to reach out to Dustin, you know, we'll have his uh, contact info in the show notes. Uh, maybe give him some love and say, thanks for the, uh, thanks for being on the show and, and tell him what you learned. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's great. So make sure to tune in next Tuesday uh, with episode four. Uh, we got more goodness coming your way. Uh, appreciate you guys. Have a great week.